The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hi there, everybody. Matt Johnson here of the BICBP Radio Network and the Podcast Precinct, where this and many other great podcasts are being broadcast out of. I wanted to give a quick shout-out to our official sponsor, uh, Fat Man's Pizza, located at 2712 Niagara Falls Boulevard in Tonawanda, New York. They serve great pizza, subs, wings, and so much more food. And our good friend Jeff there has been taking care of us. We want to take care of him and send you, our listeners, his way. They're open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, make sure you stop in or give them a call for delivery if you live in the area. 716-693-7477. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the panel discussion. I am your host, Greg Knowlton. On the other side of this intro, normally I am the secondary man doing this. Yeah. But you are here with... Your what? <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Johnson, everybody, and it has been a long day for us here. We're getting the podcast precinct all ready to go. I don't do intros. Yeah, I, I tried. Beep, 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 beep. I you're, 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 you're home for comic book talk. That was what I was trying to say. Welcome. Yeah. Um. All right, you're fired. Uh, no, I'll do it. I'm going to get it right. No. We're... Uh, <laughs> Welcome to our – the whole reason we did this is welcome to our multiverse where I do the intros and it's awful. That's exactly what it was. And, yeah, that'll never happen. Well, no, it'll happen again. We'll make it work somehow. It will because I have two other shows done. That is, that is true. That is true. But, everybody, welcome to the panel discussion. Yeah, we've had a long day here. We're getting the podcast precinct ready for our big day on Saturday, uh, January 18th, our po- our – Open house fundraiser right here at the Precinct 800 Walk Road in North Tonawana. Please stop by 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, it would be very much appreciated. And every dollar you spend helps make our place run much more efficient. And uh, we can't wait to do that with, you know, to to make this place so much better. Um, So there's that. You heard our sponsor, you know, commercial at the beginning from our friends at Fat Man. So please go support them. And, uh, yeah. Not a whole lot of news this week. Not a whole lot of news. We the the one big thing was a image was released of uh, Jared Leto as Morbius, and I gotta say it's pretty cool looking. It was reminiscent of a certain scene in a comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of ours, he does article, he runs his Jump Boost gaming page, and he does articles off WordPress, and um, he posted the 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 same picture, the the picture that was based off of and it looked pretty cool uh, i'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how morbius plays out i was never a big fan of the character but again more movie content the better yeah i i'm glad so one of my fears was like uh vampires are so romanticized in our <laughs> yeah in our uh in our culture like even i just watched the most recent like bbc run of dracula and he was just this like handsome character and that's part of it they've always had this like sexual allure to them and so i was really worried that especially with it being jared leto we were going to get this like pretty michael morbius yeah and i am very glad like no like we we definitely got the comic book morbius it, it, it gave me, like you said, the comic book vibes. It even gave me the like 
uh, Spider-Man animated series. Like I felt like a lot of that. Um, so I was really happy with that character design. That that makes me excited, for, even a little more excited for that character. It does look good. I hope they they do a dark approach to it too. Yeah. Um, you know, I I really truly do, and it, it it could be something good because obviously the new Sony and Marvel relationship is a little bit more better ever since the breakup with Spider-Man. They realized that hey, this one this is bad for business, and two. We might as well try to put as much as we can together. You know, yeah. Venom is alert. You know, supposed to be a part of the universe going forward. Uh, I think Morbius brings a cool angle to the spider. You know, the whole MCU. We get that opportunity, like with a Blade movie announced as well. Like we get an opportunity of maybe seeing like a Midnight Suns or or even just more of that dark mystical side of um, the Marvel universe. And I think it's about time for that. Uh, and I think Marvel's, again, going to be ahead of DC on the punch. Because for a while, like, DC had a live-action, like, Justice League Dark talk. Right. Like, ooh, we're going to get a live-action Justice League Dark. And then they just never did it. Nothing's panned out from it. Swamp Thing got canceled. Um, so we might get that, like, mystic side of Marvel again. Like, that dark and mystic side, I guess. Because you get the mystic side with um, Doctor Strange. But we're going to get that again before DC can capitalize. And I think, like, DC needed to do that first at this point. That would have been the first thing they get, like, Oh, yeah. They could have definitely had uh, one-up Marvel in that case, but unfortunately not. Uh, So, yeah. that uh, The actual... We're recording this on Sunday. We usually record on Mondays. But uh, the trailer is supposed to be released on Monday. It'll be up on the panel discussion Facebook page. By the time, uh, you know, all that good stuff occurs. So yeah. today we wanted to continue with Origins, right? This January, it's the month of New Beginnings, Origins. Today we wanted to focus on the multiverse. This is something I'm not exactly... It's going to be like multiverse or multiple characters who multiple characters who have worn the same cowl with a different origin. I think like different takes yeah. on that, you That's, know? Okay. That makes sense. Uh, it's a little bit easier on myself because uh, I it's comic books. When it comes to comic books, I don't know I, what it is. I hate changes like it, it throws me off. It really does. Uh, you know, different origins throw me off like, yeah, every, you know, there's all these different new Iron Man and, and new Hawks and, and, you know, just new, another Hawkeye. It's very confusing to me. Um Okay, Boomer. Yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was literally thinking that. You should have pulled the trigger at it. But, because uh, I mean, I just grew up at it when everything was just so linear. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the older I get and the more deeper I get into comic book knowledge, I guess I'm okay with it to an extent. Well, so for me, like, so I started really getting into DC Comics again. Like, I'd always liked them when I was a kid. But when I really, really started getting back into it, I, I don't remember the year now. I feel like it was like 2010, 2011. Um, they had launched the New 52. Right. Like DC had done that relaunch, and they rewrote a lot of the origin stories and changed a lot up there at that time. And to be honest, like it was just super refreshing and actually like um, caused a, a boom in DC Comics sales. Right. Like in their actual hard copy comic sales. Like that's where we got probably one of the best runs of all time of, of Batman. So um, for me, I, I like the change. And I do – I really like um, different takes on a, same, on a singular character. And we've kind of talked about this before. But um, superheroes a lot of times 
you know, it's how who makes the mask. Like you can see one character in that mask, but the different ways they wear it definitely changes stuff up. And I think DC does a really good job with um, with that. And like it, it definitely opens up for different writers to come in and interpret the characters how they see them. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. And and yeah, there are there have been different you know people underneath various masks, uh, different writers. The, the multiverse idea, you know, I, I I'm usually uh, like I'm okay with that. Uh, but I get you know comic books are you can't do the same thing over and over again, right? It can't be this reoccurring. You know, the the comic book industry would die if they just kept doing yeah. the things that they did. So I I like that they they do mix it up. Like I said, again, the older I get, the more I appreciate that respect. Uh, we've seen you know quite a few different people take up certain mantles. Uh, you know, there was been a couple different interpretations of Batman, even. Right, because wasn't there one where uh, Jim Gordon was Batman? Yep. Yeah. Well, it was still well. You know, still uh, Batman was around, but he like lost his memory and went away, and Jim Gordon took over. And see, that's cool. Uh, there's Dick been Grayson. Yeah, there's been three different Robins, to my knowledge. Right, three. No, three. No, Jason Todd. Four. Four. Dick okay. Grayson, Jason Todd, um, Damian Wayne, and oh my gosh, Tim Drake. There's others as well. Oh, more than that, because then there's Stephanie Brown, and there's been a lot of problems. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's uh, that's always Signal. a cool angle too, because I mean, with the sidekicks, I think it's it, it works really well. Have you ever read? There's a comic, and it's actually really good. Um, I can't think of the main character's name now. His name's Duke something. He eventually co- becomes a hero called the Signal, and it's actually the comic book is We Are Robin. And it's Batman's gone missing, and all of these kids take up the Robin mantle. Like so, it's like just like every kid in Gotham is Robin. Oh, it's really cool. It's really really good. It gives like a like a street like a street gang side to Robin, but okay. they're all like street hero vigilantes. And okay, I could dig that. It's I good. could dig that. All right, yeah, I'd have to check that one out. Um, I think one of the biggest multiverse like different takes too. I think it it's. Was the Spider Man one, mm-hmm. and obviously I'm more pro Marvel than than Greg. You know, Greg's kind of everything, but he's more DC than than I am. Uh, that was my first like grasp at multiverse stuff, and I was mm-hmm. like, it's so weird. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me at first glance, but it made for one heck of a movie. You know, you get all these, yeah, just all these various Spider Men, uh, Spider Ham, which I actually, you know. Not too long ago, I was reading an actual novel. It was a Spider-Man and uh, X-Men novel by, I forgot who it was written by, but it was called like Times Arrow or something like that. And there was a reference to Spider-Ham in it. And that book came out in like 96 or 97. I thought that was kind of cool. You got Spider-Gwen and, um, you know, Miles Morales and and so many more. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, the, the, the Power Ranger one, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, Web Slinger is my other favorite. Spider's Man and Web Slinger, and Superior Spider Man's really yeah the cool. Doc Ock one. But but Spider Man and Web Slinger are my two favorite because Web Slinger's like cowboy Spider Man and we- and Spider's Man is just full of spiders. A suit <laughs> full of spiders. spiders. It's so weird, <laughs> but cool. Uh, yeah, I I mean that's they're, they're different again, different takes, 
different perspectives. Uh, I think this kind of goes along with the what if too. Why I like the what if scenarios because, um, you know, I got to see like what if Flash Thompson yeah. was Spider Man, and that was that's kind of an alternate universe type deal too. Uh, and what I think is always interesting is it's a very similar origin story. It's just like if one or two different things happen. Yeah. So like for Spider Gwen, for example, like at least I know in the the. This I think I talked about this before. The Spider Verse. It was that her and Peter Parker kind of switch places. Um, or what would have happened if he still got bit by the spider, but like Uncle Ben didn't die, right? Like those kind of things. Um, and, and it changes a lot of the dynamic of those characters and what you expect. Um, one of my well, I'll, I'll let you keep blowing Spider Man before I I switch topics. No, it's so, okay. No, you're good. Okay, so one of my favorites. Um, is Superman Red Sun. So it was the whole idea of what would have happened in the middle of the Cold War if Superman's rocket landed in neutral waters and the U.S. and the USSR raced after it and USSR won and Superman was raised as a Soviet yeah. instead of, like, American. And and when we, when you really think about that, that's a really interesting concept because Superman, like, is truth justice in the american way like he's that apple pie hero um so you take him out of america and you make him like vodka (laughs) you know (laughs) whatever whatever that slogan would be truth justice and vodka um it's a really interesting concept to now have this like communist superman communist clark kent like and I, I really like that idea. That's that's those kind of things. And that Elseworlds is kind of a what if. Um, what happens when you change, like, it's literally one condition of this hero. Like, one condition. Like, that's a big change. That changes the whole history of the DC universe at that point. Oh, absolutely. When you all of a sudden have, like, the main hero kind of almost being on the villain side because of the way he's controlled by the government. That's a... That's an excellent point. And I, I love that idea. I love that. That's what I kind of like look for in um, in those like what if and multiverse stories is like how what what caused this change and what effect is it going to have? Right. I think that's the biggest thing when you see someone's origins change. Um, and these are more extreme. Then there's some that are like like the new 52 origins changes that just kind of switched up a little bit of the characters like motivations and stuff. But it, it really all depends. That's no, that's that's entirely true. Uh, yeah, it, it is. We've been talking about it pretty much all month. How it has been like a, a choice or a certain action that, that really changes everything, um, and it, it does create a lot of curiosity because, you know, I, I might like things one way. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty linear. I might like things a certain way, but somebody else might be like, "Oh, what if this happened?" And they kind of go explore that in the whole multiverse deal. Um, you know, for for you as a as a reader, obviously you are for multiverse, but uh, how drastic of a change to an origin story? Like, do you care how how much it differs? As long as it works. I mean, so I'm thinking like New Fifty Two, um, Alan Scott, Green Lantern. So his his origin is already different than Hal Jordan's. Right. Alan Scott's was like a meteor came to the sky and he made a ring out of it and it gave him mystic powers. It wasn't. Um, he wasn't a space cop like Hal Jordan was. Right. Well, in the New 52, it instead changed. Um, the minor change was that he was now gay. Whatever. It yeah. wasn't a big deal. It was It was part of that whole thing, and it was a big deal at the time. Um, if anything, I did actually think it added some depth to his character 
Um, but the big change was he was instead um, a big part of <laughs> – everyone's waving us. A big part of the Green Lantern story is always this, like the, the spectrum. So like the different colors do are the different like things like fear and anger and, and greed and stuff like that. Well, in in uh, Alan Scott's storyline, it was like the green, which again, we have Swamp Thing, we have Poison Ivy, that's like the Earth. The green picks him as its avatar to take on the gray, which is death, a rot it's called, and it's actually like Solomon Grundy. Hmm. And it, it changes it up a little bit, like his, his, um, his fiancé becomes an avatar of the white, which is life. And actually, like he becomes this Green Lantern, but it's a it's more of an Earth based thing, and it it ties into more like the red has to do with animals and like Animal Man and 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 different things. And I it's a drastic, it's drastically different, but it also makes way more sense and is I think a little more interesting than hey, like here's this mess, magic ring I have now, and I'm just gonna go be a superhero. Like it really gives a lot more to his character. It gave him his like tortured soul thing where his his husband had to die for him to become um the lantern oh and that's the cool part is his ring wasn't a ring he made it was the engagement ring he was given the the green actually like imbued its power inside that ring that's kind of cool so it, it added so much more depth to that version of that character and it was so drastic but then you do other things like uh, just just changing up a little bit of like where how, where the character was when he got those powers or or how um who his like siblings were and and then that's some of the other stuff that happened in 52 that was a little simpler or or, or it's like this character's cousin instead of him um who's wearing the mask and i think that stuff it works too it it brings a different depth to the character but still has some familiarity um but yeah, I, I think it's just about like reinventing, and we we see that with movies all the time. Yes, no, without a doubt, they 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 try their own take, and it works sometimes. It works sometimes. Like I, I need at least some semblance of their original, you know, background story because I know like like I, I love the uh, you know the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, but there were some things that were different about that. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. That yeah, because like I know Spider-Man alone, like Toby's was more spectacular. Um, the second one, uh, Garfield's was more amazing. And what's his face is oh my gosh, the most recent Tom Holland's is more actually ultimate. It's more Miles Morales storyline in some ways. Yeah, I have I have kind of noticed that. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, Fantastic Four, the yep. most recent one, was a really bad multiverse oh, yeah. take. Uh, really, really bad. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I was able to look past that. It was just... It was just a bad movie in it general. It was just a bad movie in general. Um, the Joker is always a good one. Batman. Joker always... seems to have changed a lot. Yeah. We really don't know Joker's origin, movie origin. Obviously, because he's had so many different... Uh, variations and takes on them. I think really the Jack Nicholson one and then this most recent one have really uh, went after his origin and yes. why he became the Joker. So we don't really know about uh, oh crap uh, Heath, Heath Ledger I almost said Heath Slater uh, Heath Ledger's <laughs> or Jared Lettuce <laughs> um, you know different origin stories but that's one that, that seems to constantly evolve and 
I don't know. I think it worked, that kind of thing worked for the Joker because you really yeah. don't know. He's an enigma. He is. Um, the TV shows are constantly changing those characters, like, as well, and, like, giving different ideas for the origin, changing stuff up a little bit. Like, Arrowverse has had every version of the Canary and changed their storylines up completely. Like, every every Canary's done, had something different about them. That's true. And that none is. of them men have been with Oliver, which is, like, a huge part of both of their stories <laughs> is that, like, they're together and he's, like, married some side character they brought in, you know? Right, right. I'm trying to think of some uh, some other ones, some characters. I mean, I'm such a Venom mark. You know, Venom is one who's changed hands a lot of times. Uh, and, and one of the probably the most popular iterations that I never really got into is uh, Agent Venom. Mm, that's my favorite. Is Venom. it your favorite? That's my favorite. Venom. Uh, a lot of people really like him. That's the Flash Thompson uh, Agent Tom- uh, Agent Venom version. Uh, we got a figure of him over there, and yeah, there's. I never got super into it because it was just just different. But again, I, I a big following. But I think it. it worked. Yeah, I think that's that's probably why it worked for a lot of people is because it was different. You know, there was multiple hosts of Venom. Uh, and it gave Venom this more like he had no legs. He was more of more reliant on the suit for different reasons. Where like Eddie's more addicted. Flash Thompson was more like it was a necessity for him to do anything. Yeah, and didn't they take it away from him after like missions and stuff? So he would have yeah. become permanently bonded. Yep, uh, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, and eventually, he got an anti-venom agent suit, anti-agent venom suit. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That was a thing. Anti-venom was a very weird, yeah. mind-blowing thing when I figured that one out. Uh, yeah, there's been a couple other she venom and, and and you know and 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 so many more. Matt Gargan Venom. Matt, yeah, Matt Gargan. Yep, Matt Gargan Venom. Looking at some of the different characters that we have. and If you go something as simple as Origins changes, um, I think one of the most recent ones that has been, is one of my favorites, and I've said it on the show before, was Dark Knight's Metal. And you go with, um, there was a couple that changed straight from the get-go of, like, Batman's parents dying. Like, that's his origin. Right. So, in the one, a Green Lantern shows up, or the Lantern Ring chooses Bruce as his parents get killed. And he actually, with his rage and his willpower so strong, he overrides the ring and kills his parents' killer right there and then. And becomes this, like, super-powered lantern, the, the, the Dawnbringer. Because he can actually override its ability to not kill because the rings have this, like, no-kill policy on them and kill people. Right. And it's it just that little thing, like, that if he was if he's given the ability to kill his, like, his parents' killer right then and there, it changes his whole storyline. It changes his whole thing because, like, would he pull the trigger? And, and in two storylines, he did. The Grim Knight as well got the gun in his hand and he killed Joe Chill. Um, so... If there's something different there in that moment, what happens to Batman? If someone saves – there's a storyline where someone saves um, Bruce's parents. A cop saves Bruce's parents, and Bruce Wayne actually becomes the commissioner. Oh, really? <laughs> so That's kind of cool. He doesn't ever become Batman. Instead, he just becomes the commissioner. So it's like what what happens? You change that, that moment in the storyline, and what happens to those characters? And I, I think that's super interesting – you take out one of those conditions, what what what, go, what happens there? It does allow you to do a whole lot more. Um, 
you know, in that respect. And then I, I, I guess one of the best things about multiverse is that it gives a lot of people jobs, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> a lot of people jobs. And another thing too, when I, when uh, I spoke to our friend drew, uh, formerly of the terror trio, and she's not a big comic person, and but she was confused for the same way that I was confused before getting into the show, and that's where do you start? Yeah, where do you start nowadays? Uh, the multiverse, like with with the way everything is, like now the way the comics are produced, there's so much stuff. There's a storyline. There's a Venom, like, for example, Venom storyline here, Venom storyline over there, bam, 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 and all these different characters have multiple runs going on at the same time, and it's very confusing. But um, I do like it. I do like that they offer multiple, at least in this sense, they do alt offer alternate stories because, oh, maybe, okay, here's the first one of this one. I can get into this. And you learn about this one. And, and you can work around really that. And I think it's good for comic books uh, in that respect. Like I said, I, I'm just a traditionalist. Don't mind me, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to that sort of thing. Uh, you know, just sometimes the, the changes don't seem very necessary especially some of the people behind different costumes but um but again i'm just a traditionalist i know what i know um yeah i i think some characters need that fresh take or you want to see different things like um you want to see what would happen like spider-man noir or or Batman by Gaslight. Like, you want to see what would happen if these characters existed during the time of, like, Jack the Ripper or the time of, like, these more, like, mobster... I did, like, the Marvel 1602. Uh, Marvel 1602 is the other one I have to say. Just yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, that was one that I, 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 was, I found very, very interesting. Um, Batman Beyond and Spider-Man 2099. Like, getting the future take of those characters. Like I, I really. Oh yeah, 2099 was a big run back in the day. Yeah, and I think that stuff is cool. I think that's one of the beauties of comic books is you can plug these characters into different places and like see what would happen in that time period, um, because time periods also again have a huge effect, huge effect on um, how a character comes up and 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 who they are and what they're involved with. So and just their tech, like like seeing um, a more like dumbed down, like technology wise, Batman is really cool. Or seeing like these characters that it, there's not really weapons. It's like they're going to be fighting people that have swords and stuff <laughs> like that. I think is really interesting. Like more of a, a traditional combat. I'm trying to see some. Think of. Some I try to find a list of some good origin, you know, uh, changes. changes. Um, but I knew, like, there's, I mean, I have a couple, like, identity changes. Yeah. I think the Captain America one was a big one for a lot of people. When it went to, well, when it went to Bucky and it went to, then eventually Falcon, as far as a comic book uh, storyline went. I think a lot of people were surprised, some people were surprised that Falcon got it in the movies. I thought it was going to Winter Soldier, the way that they were building him up. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it, that Falcon got it. Uh, just the transition... Uh, the, the way that they did it, I think it was really good, and it, and it works well. It wasn't just bam, multiverse, Falcons or Captain America, or bam, all of a sudden, you know, just yeah. different different change. It, it it really throws you off, but but yeah, yeah. I know, like, um, trying to find some. I know a couple of characters, like Guy Garner's story. Uh, his he changed, and like Tim Drake changed a little bit in. New 52, also, like, Aqualad, I think, became black. 
Oh. And he wasn't originally black. Um, so they changed that in the comic books. And that did play big into Young Justice. He also ended up um, being African-American. And I love that character. It was voiced by Kari Payton, who also voices Sar- Cyborg. Oh, okay. So he's done both. He's he's also King Ezekiel if you watch The Walking Dead. So he's all over comic books. Uh, I, Curry, I'm a big fan of Curry Payton. He plays Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> um, but they added a ton of like Robins to the Batman universe and and things like that. Um, I think some of the villains had also changed. I think they did change Superman as well. Let me look. I know Superman became like. Uh, he had like some issues with his mother, like his his mother passed away in the comic books and uh, in the new fifty two, and he was a little more of an angry boy. He he wasn't so happy. Um, he wasn't. He had a little bit more of a short temper. He was a little he was a little quicker to go off, right? Um, which I think was their way of making the character a little more relatable and flawed in a good way. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. Um. Yeah, I know uh, they gave Iceman a run where they rewrote his, se- his sexuality. That was a big thing last yeah. year. I think Gallo read it. Yeah, and it was – well, he's been – it's been for a little bit. So when Iceman came back, when they did the whole run where um, – and I, I've talked about this on the show very very briefly. where they did the whole run where they brought all of that, like that core X-Men crew into the future uh, as kids, so like Cyclops um, – uh, Iceman, Beast, Beast, and Angel, and Jean Grey. Um, Iceman actually like comes to the future from the the 80s or whatever time they were from. I think from the 80s, and finds out like, oh wow, it's okay for me to be gay, and he comes out of the closet. Hmm. And uh, old Iceman like is like, oh oh, like my secrets out because I've been gay this whole time, <laughs> right right, and never came out because he was scared to. So uh, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a well done change. It wasn't just like, "Hi, I'm gay." It was like that fear. It added again more depth, a lot more depth. Because for, I mean, for a lot of people, like Iceman's kind of comes out for this vanilla character, yeah. And you give him that extra, yeah, I guess that extra storyline, um, you know. And, and as long as there's like a purpose between it, because yeah. sometimes I feel like you know people just do it for like shock factor and you know just for the sake of diversity. But when you do it right. I'm, you know, it works. And and I think X-Men is a good place for that. X-Men is a place where these characters with diversity should be popping up. Yeah. Um, but, no, it, it did work. It worked for, like, again, it made I, this older Iceman, though, too. Like, oh, this whole time he's been living with this and not telling anybody. Yeah. But I also was like, Family Guy predicted it. Because <laughs> there's that, that scene where, like, uh, in one of the Family Guys were like, Iceman comes in and the wife's like, where have you been? He's like, oh, out shopping. And she looks out the window and his, like, ice slide is, like, connected to, like, a gay strip club. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And it's before they released that, that changed Iceman. So it's amazing. So they could predict the future just like The Simpsons. Okay. Just not as well. Just not as well. Um. (laughs) Just apparently on unimportant stuff. (laughs) Oh, crap. I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of too many other characters who've had like. They've, I, there's been a lot. Cap, I think Captain Marvel was a big one for yes. some people. Yeah. Um, going into this, obviously the original was a uh, a male character. I can't think of his his Marvel. It was yeah, that's right. It was just Marvel, and obviously it eventually became Carol Danvers. And she was Miss Marvel to start. Miss Marvel, yes. 
Uh, and then they switched, and she was that more like skimpy, like that black, like one piece bodysuit with the, um, or like swimsuit with like the towel around her waist. Yeah. Yep. 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 Sash. Sash. And then Sash. she switched to this like more like the mohawk and um, the binary costume. Like, and, and it's really cool. <laughs> I do like the binary costume. Uh, I think it's pretty sweet. And they did a good job of illustrating that in the movie. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was a big one. Um, that they actually made pretty seamless. You know, you get those people who are just like, oh, he was originally a man, but uh, it, it's okay. Yeah, whatever, Boomer. Uh. <laughs> and there's there's a lot. Like, I think one of the, the ones now, I think we're getting, in Marvel specifically, I think we're getting less multiverse origins and more youthful origins. So now we have, like, a female Miss Marvel and Kamala Khan, yes. who is an inhuman, so still affected by the Kree. But in a different way, and she has a whole different set of powers. Um, or we have um, – can't think of his last name. Sam, who has the Nova helmet now. Oh, and he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He might actually just be Sam Ryder. Um, is Richard Ryder's son. And he's got the Nova helmet now, and he's like this youthful, youthful Nova. Or, or you know, And there's multiple characters that follow that. Fresh blood. I think well, they've been kind of do with it with uh, Ghost Rider. Has yeah. had multiple character changes too, and, yep. and they've all seemed to be getting younger and younger. Yeah, Robbie Reyes, and then the the female Ghost Rider, who I've I've done this every time I bring her up, I forget her <laughs> name. Um, but she's part of the the one crew with like the Hulk, or the Red Hulk, Venom, female Ghost Rider, and I believe it's X twenty three are all like a team. X twenty three, ugh, ugh, hater. Yeah, I can't think of too many more off the top of my head though. Um, you know, obviously there's or Alejandra Jones. That's right. What is it? Alejandra Jones. Okay, that's the the female Ghost Rider. She actually is act- trained directly by Johnny Blaze. She's a cool character. I I enjoy her. All right. What's been your like your favorite multiverse or origin alternating like Ooh. take on a character? So it's it's so weird because we're gonna i've talked about him a lot in this episode but batman i think has so many takes and i think it's because of the cowl it's kind of like him and batman and spider-man have this like it's really easy to just change some stuff up and still have this like similar character right you know and so i have always really really liked the flashpoint batman uh what would happen if like um martha and bruce died and not Thomas. Mm. And Thomas becomes this vengeful Batman, like running around with the guns, like like getting vengeance for his son right. and his family and like this very different, darker take. And I, his suit was always really cool, uh, but really flipping that script and having this like older, gruff Batman who's just angry at the world at this point. Like he just had everything taken from him and doesn't have the time to to grow up and kind of deal with things the same way Bruce did. Instead, it's just I'm I'm all business down. He goes from a doctor, a healer to a murderer, straight up. And and I've always just really enjoyed that character. Um, and I think what made me like him even more in the comic books and and everything is then you have him, um, kind of mirrored. And the other side of the coin is that is Flash. Is um, well, uh, wow, Barry Allen, who is still very much a Boy Scout. Barry Allen is m- as much of a Boy Scout as is Superman in a lot of ways, right? 
And it's really cool to see those two interacting with each other. And Barry has no powers and has to kind of like get Thomas in check and like remind him of who he could be and really teach him about like who Bruce really was um, and about his code and everything. And I just, I just enjoy that Thomas. I think it's, we don't really see these like older characters take up the mantle too often. It's usually there. Not anymore. Yeah. You're always going for the younger. They're always a kid when they start getting their powers and like they have some long, long story. It's not like this 40 year old man was bit by a radioactive spider and becomes like, spider gentleman like like it just doesn't happen it's always like they're pretty young like every hero is pretty young when they get their powers and then something happens and they continue to be a hero or a villain like strange might be one of the few that's a little older just because he couldn't be young because he's a brain surgeon true <laughs> yeah that wouldn't work out very well and uh, and maybe tony i think tony stark was a little older as well in the comics he might have been kind of young still um, yeah i mean the movies he was older too so but, that makes sense yeah, but uh, like it's usually they like I guess if they're doctors they're older like Bruce Banner and stuff. But always the characters who are older when they get their powers are always more conflicted. I feel like too like <laughs> Punisher, Iron Man, the Hulk. Like oh yeah, there's a certain like growing thing to yeah. to taking it up. And when they rewrite it, yeah, it gets a little a little wacky. Uh, my pre- my fi- probably favorite one, and you know obviously going to the Marvel side of things, I'm gonna go with the Ben Riley Spider Man. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, that was kind of one of the first multiverse takes that I guess I was ever, f- that I ever really realized. Cause, I mean, it, it was part of this clone, this Clone Wars type thing, and not the Star Wars Clone Wars, but, uh, I mean, Ben Riley was literally a picture, uh, just a picture-perfect replica of Spider-Man. And I don't remember the origin of the story, but it was from a different, like, world, not, yeah. different type of multiverse. Um, that's how the likes of, like, Doppelganger came along and, and this and that. But Spider-Man's ended up being... Uh, you know Ben Riley, and it was kind of cool because Spider-Man decided. You know Peter Parker decided to walk away. He almost became an assistant, and Ben Riley just kind of took over. He never really knew his identity, his origin story, but he took up the mantle pretty well. And it's actually it was like a different. It was it, again, it was a nice different take on Spider-Man that I I I always really enjoyed. And I know he eventually went on to become. A villain? He became the, the jackal. jackal. Yes. And then went back to being Ben Riley again. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was like the, the, the Ben Riley costume. It was probably one of my favorite yeah. ones. And like I, I got some good – there were some good storylines out of it. Like it was sweet because, you know, all my upbringing, I was used to Spider-Man – like Peter Parker versus Eddie Brock in that manner. And then I was getting to see Ben Riley versus Venom. Yeah. In a, in a way that – People were just, you know, like Venom's like, oh, you're not, you're not him. There's something different about you. And Ben Riley actually beat the crap out of Venom. Like in the books that I read, he beat him up really good um, because he just had this different anger towards him. Uh, same thing with Carnage. Like I got to, the Spider Carnage story was what was a really cool yeah. one where Carnage tried to take over him, and Carnage would have never tried to do that with Peter Parker. Never tried that. Tried to do it with Ben Riley, and it almost succeeded. Uh, I think that was the same storyline that uh, Carnage tried to do, tried to take over Silver Surfer too. I think there was a Ben Riley book as well, but um, that was probably one of my favorite um, switcheroos, and I think it worked for a little bit, you know, a little while. Um, not intent to be long term at all, you know, because the way you look at, the way I look at it, uh, you know, again, being going back to the traditional kind of thing, 
you know, these heroes, it's it's hard for somebody to come in and take over a mantle yes. for someone and be um, recognized, right? Because to a lot of people, to myself, to older generations, Peter Parker will always be associated with Spider-Man. Yes. There may be people that co- – characters that come in and wear the mantle for a little while. Um, in a t- I don't know really from a – a psycho- psychology standpoint, why for? But like I said, again, alternate alternate stories. This we and don't that, like but- changes, people either. I think like we just like we we like what we like, and we know yeah. like this is this character, and it's supposed to be this way. Uh, and it's very rare we get like attached to the replacements. Like we enjoy very them, rare. but we don't. We still want the original, the nostalgia of the original. Yeah, like Robin for me is always going to be Dick Grayson. Yeah, uh, you know that's one. Hawkeye will always be Clint Barton. Um, for me, because that's how originally Same. was. That's how they've been for 30, 40 years. And while they're trending in a new direction, um, you know, and, and I, I get why they attempt it sometimes. They want to, uh, you know, mix things up. But yeah, <sighs> it, and it always goes back like Green Lantern. You know, you had Kyle Rayner, you had Guy Garner, you have John Stewart and. Like the comic books always go to Hal Jordan, and now a lot of people our generation actually think it's John Stewart, yeah, because they grew up with him in the Justice League, right? But like no. Hal Jordan was the the first of this Green Lantern. You had the Alan Scott before him, but it was like it's Hal Jordan always comes back to, to a main character in the comic books. Um, but same thing like with Batman, like it always comes back to to Bruce Wayne to wearing the, the mask. Um, they did it with Flash. You have Wally West wearing it. You have. Um, um, Barry Allen. Barry Allen. Well, Barry Allen's the main one. I'm trying to think yeah. of the other one. Wallace West. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and all these other characters wearing it. Uh, Impulse and, and everyone. And then, it, But it still comes back to Barry Allen. Like, Wally West was different because, like, he didn't even remember his own family. <laughs> and he was a very different character. Um, and you had these other people wearing the flash cowl. But, again, it always comes back to Barry has to be the one in the mask. Um, you know, it, it's it, a good step in for new characters. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'd rather see brand just brand new costume characters just kind of come up yeah and raise you know uh be raising popularity instead of pushing out an old one but um but yeah i mean it's it's kind of the way it is i love i think one of my biggest things with like multiverse changes and stuff like that is i love um to see the new costumes like i i like seeing characters switch up their outfits Different a little takes, bit yeah. like there's been so many good green lantern batman spider-man um i i have i've liked on the even on the show, like the multiple different Green Arrow costumes I've seen, um, I, everyone went crazy. You know when when we got to see the the white suit um, Black Widow that's oh, yeah. popular from the one run of the comic books. You know we got to see that for a minute. And everyone was like, because oh, I don't know, it's just something like we love. It's like wrestling too. Like, I love different I, yeah, people the, get the new entire... gear and we're like, ooh, it looks good. <laughs> So you're all of a sudden way more interesting just because your suit's a different color now. That's and true. it's a real thing. Like, we do that. <laughs> we really do. Like, That's 100% factual. Ooh, is... Batman's suit isn't blue anymore. It's just straight up black. The, yeah. that The people that are, like, infatuated with Hollywood and styles and stuff. Yeah. Like, ooh, girl, you don't get it. You know, that sort of thing. But, um, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. But... And I think those are the things that really work. When you just do this, like, minor tweak on a character, I think it's, like, super, super cool. Um, I think it, it does the most for a character. Like again, like even 
one of my favorite things is I love like when all of a sudden you know you have Spider Man in the black suit or or the Iron Spider, and I'm like, ooh, like it just looks it's it's more fun <laughs> to look at. It's something different. It, it, you want to see some change sometimes. It just you don't want to read the same thing, especially when these books are going for over a thousand issues. Like, yeah, yeah, that's hundred percent true. But um, yeah, that's pretty much what I got. Yeah, is there anything um, you wanted to add? No, I think I'm I'm pretty solid. I think we can. You know, it's an, it's nice to to have some of these surface level conversations because we can revisit these things and have even add even more to origins. Oh, and, we can and, and come dude, back. Like and, I'm learning, I'm learning along the way. I'm not nearly as big of a comic nut as you. I like comic book culture, like the movies, but I mean, I, for me, this this whole show has been like a learning experience, and this this way we're doing it, the different themes, it's really helping me come along as a comic book guy. So I I'm all about it. All about. But, um, all right, I think that does it for today's episode of the panel discussion. Uh, yeah, next week, continuing right along with Origins. I don't know what exactly we're going to tackle just yet. First issues next week? Yeah, I like that idea a lot. <laughs> all right, so that's what we're going to do. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week right here on the panel discussion. <laughs>